Welcome back to the conversations where we discover again and again where there's a will, there's a way, and where we learn how entrepreneurs around the world are creating a great life for everyone in the company. Welcome, welcome to Where There's a Will, There Is a Way. Today, we're going to be talking to a couple of fractional integrators for the EOS system. Jason Prentice is the founder of Outcome COO, and Jonathan Dornbots is the very first additional fractional integrator to be part of the company. So welcome, Jason and Jonathan. Jason, tell us a little bit about about how you got into this business. Uh, I got into the business because I saw a real need for entrepreneurial visionaries to get expert help and experienced help at the integrator level. Uh, And oftentimes, there weren't enough resources within the company. A lot of small businesses are trying to make the best at what they can with who they have. Um, But there just weren't the resources to dedicate to to that operational expertise. Uh, and I also saw that as a huge opportunity because so many companies hit that ceiling or get stuck and there's different levels of frustration or, or it manifests in different ways. But ultimately, um, it slows down the, the pursuit of the vision. So um, I came up with the idea, did a little research, found out there's other folks doing it and started helping out uh, an entrepreneurial friend of mine that was running on EOS. Uh, He was a visionary, and he was also trying to do the integration. Um, I started helping him out. It started going really well. And then I picked up another client and got a few referrals for uh, requests for more help. And that's when I started looking for other experts. John was the first one that we brought on, and, and he's now helping other visionaries as well. So that's how it all started. Well, uh, just to help help some listeners understand that that in the EOS system, when you have your leadership team, the the integrator's role. Some people think of it as the COO role, and 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 what what I find is that that the integrator is not somebody who's supposed to be telling people what to do. This is not the expert in manufacturing or finance or in sales. The integrator is the one who helps those experts on the leadership team who have the responsibility for those various departments. But the integrator helps the whole team work together harmoniously to achieve the vision, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Um, and in a lot of small companies, you don't even have all those those roles that you can fill full-time. So not only does it sometimes uh, require a fractional integrator, but there can be fractional uh, finance executives, as you mentioned, marketing. Um, it could be security related. Depends on what you're up to. But uh, building an entire team of uh, or a leadership team of fractionals um, is also a possibility and something that some companies are doing now as well. Well, and especially with with all the uh, remote kind of capabilities that we have and that we're comfortable with right now, uh, it seems to me like that whole notion of fractional. Uh, really means that that we get the job done and we get together at least once a week for our our ninety minute meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And and now now the other the other role that the integrator has is is to is to support that visionary, which tends to be what owners and founders are, right? 
Yes, that's correct. Not always, but they tend to be. And and uh, the visionary, uh, the visionary, uh, as as is very clear from from Mark Winters and Gino's book, uh, the uh, a Rocket Fuel, is 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 very different from the integrator. I mean, the visionaries up at at thirty thousand feet, working with big relationships, uh, looking at industry, uh, working on the culture of the company. But he he doesn't really want to get down into the into the trenches, right? He's he's not comfortable with these really tough tough conversations with people that, that need to happen from time to time. Right, right, uh, and that's that's what is as hard as it may be for some people to believe. But integrators or COOs or or folks like John and myself that are experts in operations. That's actually what drives us. You know, we love achieving plans. We really love uh, accountability and, and getting things done by certain dates that are predetermined. Um, and a lot of a lot of owners and visionaries, and even folks in other roles, that's not something they really desire or, or wish to do. But it's really it's really what drives us. Um, it's what pushes us and and keeps us going and keeps us energized, especially when we're working with a great team that is also, you know, after it, they have ambitious plans, they're following a big vision. It's really, really fulfilling for people like John and I. And that's another, that's the other side of outcomes where, of course, we're helping entrepreneurs and, and visionaries, but we're also helping integrators be their best selves and, and get to work with other integrators. I get to work with John all the time and, and other integrators on our team. And it's just a lot of fun because we, you know, we, we love to do what we do. And not a lot of people want to talk about it with us, but we certainly do need a need a uh, a network and a resource of help. So right, right. And so you you uh, as an integrator, uh, you perform a, a very powerful role for the visionary because the visionary's biggest issue is how do I get traction here? How do I get my vision uh, to happen in this world? And and so often it's it's because they really don't have an integrator around what we call an integrator in EOS to actually make it happen for them. That's right. Well that that's great. So so Jonathan, how did you get in this business? Yeah, so Jason reached out to me. I was on the job market looking for the next opportunity and I had been thinking about maybe moving into this fractional space. I've been an integrator in several companies um both self-implementation, working with professional implementers and certified implementers such as yourself. And, um, you know, he reached out to me and said, Hey, I might have an opportunity for you. And the first conversation we had was very synergistic. And, um, any of the concerns that I had about getting into this space and kind of going into business for myself really were, you know, just the kind of that puzzle piece connection with, you know, where I was not so sure he was bringing value and, um, just really aligned. So we continued to talk and, 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 and I joined really about a month later and it's, it's been a good, good decision. Good, been a great journey. So tell, tell us a little bit about your experience as an integrator. Sure. Uh, you know, I, my first job out of college was working for an entrepreneur and I was the first employee. And so in some ways I was an integrator way back then, even though I had no idea what, it, you know, what that was, there were all kinds of ideas and, I was the person I had to make it, it happen, you know, but I was also the doer, right? Doing all the day to day. Um, and I was with that company for about 10 years towards the latter time there. 
uh, my visionary was introduced to EOS and then he gave me the book and said, Hey, you should read this book called Traction and see what you think. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this, this is great. This solves a lot of problems. And, um, I think we should do this. And the entire leadership team said, yeah, let's do this. And so, um, yeah, we started self-implementing. And after a few years, I was like, you know, I think I, I want to be the integrator and referring to me as the integrator, but I can tell like, it's not as the book describes and, and we could go further with this. Um, so I decided after 10 years of the same job right out of college, it was time for me to, to jump into that, um, role. And, and I found that in a real estate team in Grand Rapids. They were looking for an integrator. So jumped into real estate. Uh, that's one of the things I think that's neat about the integrator position. Um, sometimes it's helpful to have some industry specific knowledge, but it's really not required. If you're a true integrator, um, you're using the expertise on the leadership team to help um, day to day. And, and you can kind of hover above it a little bit and, and helping make great decisions. So um, yeah, real estate. And towards the end of my time in the real estate um, career, uh, worked with a professional implementer. Um, so learned a ton more about EOS and then made one more transition into uh, a small business in the area, uh, a diesel performance shop and uh, integrator there. Again, they were working with an, a professional implementer. So I knew they were serious about EOS learned a lot. And then, um, then that brings us to, to outcome COO. So I felt like I've had a lot of experiences, both, uh, professional implementation, self implementation. I'm like, I think this is the right time to, to jump into doing this, you know, more narrowly into just integrator roles and trying to help more than one company at the same, the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason, tell us a little bit about some of the experiences you've had with visionaries in companies where, where you've performed as the uh, integrator. Yeah, I, I would say um, there's a lot of things that we often generalize about visionaries. Um, and, and really, the things that we generalize the most are that sort of this, you know, 30,000 feet or looking way off into the future. Uh, sometimes uh, we think that their, uh, their, their constant stream of ideas cause a lot of chaos because, you know, they, they have all this one, it's a gift, you know, and they, it's hard for them to keep it in. Um, so my experience has been one that I really like, I, I think I've met a lot of visionaries that have over time sort of started to almost press that or suppress that, uh, their instinct to, to, you know, basically shout out ideas and pursue things. Um, and as funny as it sounds, I feel like they, they try to filter my experience with some visionaries. They try to filter things out because they're like, I have 10 ideas a day, but if I tell my team, they're going to panic. So I'll just tell them one idea. Um, and as strange as it is, I've noticed that sometimes they filter out the, you know, they choose to pick the one to pursue that I wouldn't necessarily pick. Um, so what I've been finding lately, that's been a lot of fun is really like unlocking that with visionaries and letting them kind of pour all of it out and then start to curate that list and look at it, not maybe in that, you know, first week or two, but after a while you start to see the things that stick. And we've been with a handful of the companies I've been working with over the last three years, we've been really successful in, you know, finding some of those gems in there. And, and getting those out there. And the, the thing that's really exciting and fulfilling for me is to see the visionary excited again. You know, it's like, whoa, I started this company, you know, whether it was 28 years ago or 10 years ago or three years ago with this great idea. 
And I was super enthusiastic and super excited and it started to happen. And a little bit of that fire maybe over the years has gone out. But when we can get back to really letting those ideas flow again and, and pursuing the right ones or the ones that were most equipped, the, the leadership team and the company that that, le- that visionary has already built is most capable of fulfilling. Um, you know, I see that spark come back and then naturally, you know, good things kind of like have a tendency to, to percolate through that leadership team and then on through the organization. And there's just a lot of really positive energy and great things that come out of it. So, um, that's, that's something I've noticed been more, uh, uh, tuned to lately with visionaries. So, so there's a, a role there uh, that is, is, uh, different from so often we think of the integrator as being the, uh, the, the one who slows down the visionary, uh, and, and, and becomes the funnel for, uh, which ideas get through the leadership team. But uh, what I'm hearing you say is there's also a place there for the integrator to probably in the same page meeting or in a, you know, a meeting where we're just exploring the possibilities to get open it up, let that visionary really get in touch with all the possibilities. Uh, wow, that's that, that's exciting. It is. Yeah, I've got a couple of really uh, interesting stories from the last couple of years that have just uh, you know, maybe it's just unique to the, it's that rocket fuel relationship that we've, that we've developed that's enabled that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm a little non-traditional in that I, I'm not a big fan of telling visionaries no. Um, I just like, you know, I know that that's something that has to be done and, and we can't let, you know, our companies be chaotic, but there's a way to, you know, harness all that energy in a way that still keeps the energy going because, what I, you know, one of my uh, narratives that I, when I talk to visionaries is, you know, after I say no, you know, 10 or 20 times, you're just going to stop coming to me with the ideas. And one of those ideas is the idea that we need to go to the future that me and probably the rest of the leadership team and anyone else in our team is not capable of. That's your gift. So, you know, what happens if I've told you no 20 times and the 21st idea is the one that was what was going to take us to the moon. Uh, that sure would be sad. So, so yeah, I, I try not to do that. I've come up with different ways of, of letting those ideas flow. And then, you know, there, there's just, you could see patterns. You can, uh, you know, sometimes they breeze through things quickly and you just know, Oh, that's not really going to stick regardless, you know, but, um, there's ways of just, I, I don't know, I have an intuition, just like they have an intuition on what to, you know, what the vision is. I have a, a little bit of an intuition on areas that we can lean into and find some success with. So Jonathan, what, what has been your experience with visionaries? Yeah, I've, I've had a mixed bag. Um, I've had, you know, to one extreme, I think it calls into this with what, what I've heard some implementers call as like a flaming visionary where like on the disc profile, they're like off the charts, um, high D dominant personality. Like if there's more than, if there's another person in the room, if there's a hundred people in the room, doesn't matter. Like they're, they're the person that's going to dominate the conversation. And, and it, you know, like getting to know that person, like it comes from a really great place and that, that passion and the energy that they bring is what makes them amazing at selling and, um, their ideas and getting their ideas to other people. And, um, just a lot of fun to, 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 to work with people like that. And myself, you know, like I'm probably on the 50th percentile on the D like, 
I don't have to lead, uh, but I will lead. If, if nobody's going to lead, I would like to lead, you know? Um, and so, you know, I just I learned through like that situation to, to really try and mirror and match, right? Like, so if he's bringing in a lot of energy and standing up and walking around the room, I'm going to do the same thing, right? Because if I'm sitting in a chair, sitting back and be like, okay, I think that's a good idea, right? Like, it's just not going to work, right? So you got to be able to mirror and match. And so it maybe takes a little bit more energy out of my natural state to do that. But um, so that's, that's one example. And I've also had um, kind of the complete opposite of that, where somebody is just like the last to speak. And I'm like, you... You need to like get out there and in and, and these company meetings or in our leadership team meetings, like I want you to put yourself out there more. If we're having like kind of a conversation like this, let's let's volley back and forth a little bit, like support me in some things and and don't just keep it all to yourself because I know you have a lot of great things to say. Just put yourself out there. So um, yeah, visionaries come in all shapes and sizes. And I think it's really, really fun to, I mean, obviously the most ideal match, right? Like is going to be, more similar, maybe on the disc profile. Um, and you know, there's other assessments that you can use to help get a, you know, really make sure that there's really good alignment. Um, but also there's definitely some just gut feel, right? Like after a couple of meetings of somebody new, you know, as part of our process, like let's, we get to know the visionary a little bit if they're seeking our services and then let's put them in front of uh, one of our integrators and just see what the natural state and natural conversation looks like and what their feedback is. And, Sometimes there's a real synergy and, and, and sometimes there's not. Um, I, I kind of chuckle because one of the clients that I'm working with now, it seems like a really great relationship. Um, and one of the things that I did after initial call, we were talking about our garages, I think. So I'm, I'm from Michigan and Michigan winters can be cold. And so I had put some heat in the garage and put our trampoline in there so the kids could play. And I had talked about it. So I thought it would be fun to follow up with a photo, you know, and I sent that photo and, and they were like, wow. If his garage is that organized, he can certainly help us organize this company. So, uh, just, it's just, it's just really fun to connect with people and wherever they're at. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's nice. That's very nice. Now, now, so when you work with companies, are they all working on the EOS system? They are either working in the EOS system or they're wanting to or open to doing so. It's essentially, you know, we're outcome COO, but the, the magic behind the COO is, the EOS that we bring, the experience that we have, yeah. All right. So, so talk to me about about fractional <laughs> fractional integrators. What is that? What does that really mean? Yeah. Do you want to answer this one, Jason? Sure. Yeah. Um, so the the simplest way to put it is um, we give the visionary or the the company that is seeking that kind of expertise the amount of of that that they need whether it's four hours or 20 hours. Um, my goal for a while in operations, even before I, I learned about EOS, was to, to maximize our all of the resources that we have. And that doesn't mean driving hard. It just means maximizing it, whether it's capital or um, our, the teams that we have. Uh, we, want, we want to maximize it for both the benefit of the company, but also for whatever it is, the, the resources, the team or that, you know, no team member wants to be sitting there with only three hours of work, but getting paid for 40, that might sound great for a little while, but ultimately it's not that fulfilling. Um, so it's the same thing with, with a fractional integrator or any other fractional role is if your company needs, you know, eight hours a week or, or 12 hours a week or 16 hours a week, 
the goal is to, to meet that demand so that the integrator is, is, is fulfilled in doing integration things. Uh, we're not paying them extra hours and then trying to find stuff to fill their day to say like, well, we're paying them 20 hours, but we only have 10 hours of integration type of work. So let's have them also do our marketing planning or something like that, you know? Um, so the goal is, is really to be the fraction that that company or that visionary needs and, and to have some degree of flexibility knowing that, you know, whether it's, um, you know, a, a day or two a week or a little bit more than that, it's not always going to be that way. There's going to be times where it, it elevates or, or even sometimes where it might go down a little. If the, if it's the summer and you have a, a business that may slow down in the summer, has certain cycles, um, then it might not be, there might not be as much demand on that role. And sometimes we can fill that up by like, you know, optimizing processes and different things like that, that would help the company when they do get more busy. But if it has to flex down a little bit, um, again, the goal is to, to meet what the demand is. So that's what the fraction is for us at outcomes. We also don't have a, a, a philosophy of, uh, integration or, operations happen at a certain day or time of the week or month. We know that it's a, it's a nonstop, um, endeavor and role. So whether it's, you know, six hours a week or 20 hours a week, it's not, we don't specify certain times where we're available. We, we we're really available throughout the entire week or whatever the, um, business needs are. If it's a, a business that runs seven days, we'll accommodate that. Um, so we, we offer a lot of flexibility um, in our model, and, and generally, I think fractionals do as well. So, so Jonathan, tell me when, you, when you're working with a company, or you know a company, or you've been with a company, what were the things that caused them to want to get involved with EOS? I think back from the very beginning, just there's a lot of great things happening in the, in the business, but it's kind of chaotic um it, it you know it there isn't the right structure in place necessarily um you know there's kind of this the way some things are documented um on a an org chart somewhere that's maybe like a year old that's nobody's been updated and then there's like oh who's this you got to get to know this person because they kind of know everybody they can kind of tell you what's this way what's that way and i feel like or um th- that's kind of where it all starts. Um, and you know, when you, if you listen to like a 90 minute meeting, um, that an implementer puts on or whether you pick up traction or any of the other EOS books that's in the library, uh, like what the heck is EOS is a great quick read. Um, you can start to realize quickly, like, Oh, this is just a simple way to like organize and manage human energy to simplify what we have going on and to just really help us um, get to the next level. So I think, you know, really ultimately that's, that's it, right? Like just wanting to see more success. Maybe we plateaued our sales. And I mean, that was another story. Another organization I was working with was, you know, they had grown to a certain point, but we really, the visionary was kind of acting as the integrator as well, like doing everything and just like needing to be out of some of those weeds and wanting to elevate so that the business can grow. And so then EOS makes a ton of sense. Good, 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 good. So, uh, Jason, uh, what what's been what's been your experience? Why do people? What do they have to feel, or what are they? What should you know? What are they feeling 
when EOS becomes the answer to their issues? Um, if I had to kind of boil it down, I think ultimately, regardless of what is manifesting and what they're talking about, if I get to work with them or someone on our team gets to work with them, or I just stay connected enough to hear about their stories and how they got through the challenges that they saw, uh, generally, I think it has to do with people, whether it's people at the leadership level or a key executive role or um, a team or some members of different teams. Uh, but I think that the lifeblood of a company is the people and the culture. And sometimes when that gets a little bit uh, beyond the capability of the visionary to, to manage, or there's people that aren't really handling it um, to the level that it needs to be handled with, those people issues and, and anyone familiar with EOS as we are is the RPRS, right? People, right? seat issues start to uh, f- cause other issues as well. Um, so I, th- you know, you like our first part of our proven process is the first thing we do is we go and we, we reinforce the team. Um, so without a strong team, that's really, uh, understands the vision and has great alignment. It's going to be difficult to achieve uh, a great vision. So I think uh, where I see it happening is, although a visionary may say, you know, I'm overworked, I'm, I'm working 100 hours a week, or, you know, our sales aren't that great, or, and these are the problems I need you to fix. Ultimately, the root of it is around people. And when we fix those problems, uh, we, we make a lot of things better. Good. Good. So what have been successes? Tell me some successes that you've experienced in the last year or so. John, do you want to go first? Um, sure. Last year, um, well, with one of the clients that I'm working with right now, uh, I came in December and they had been self-implementing for about a year. And they, I'm to be honest, and to their credit, like they had done a lot of great things. Um, but I was able to bring in a lot more um, rigor to what, what we're doing. Um, and also, um, yeah, in addition to the rigor, just really helping them to refine what we're doing and working on. Um, not sure. Can you hear, still hear me? Mm-hmm. We can hear you, Jonathan. <laughs> uh Oh, we lost John. Okay. Well, he'll come back. So, so tell okay. me what have been successes that you've had in the last year, Jonathan, Jason? Yeah. Um, I, the, the one that comes to mind is, is a big one. Um, uh, I met a, a couple that owned a business and they had hit the ceiling. They, they had a great business. It was, it was going great. Um, and then it just kind of tapered off. They hit the ceiling. They had some events in their life. They had a young family and different things. So things just started changing. And ultimately I can say that they weren't as satisfied or happy within, in the business as they had been in the past. Um, I came in immediately started to help just take some of that off of their shoulders, some of the things they were doing. Uh, but also we got organized. We really, they were self-implementing EOS as well, but we took it to another level, got a lot more rigorous with it. Um, and, and shaped up the company, if you will, to a point where it was attractive to, uh, an outside buyer and, um, Ultimately, they did end up selling the business, and and really, what was what came out of it was basically we achieved their vision in two years instead of ten. Uh, their vision was to you know build the value up, have autonomy, 
sell the business. Of course, they didn't sell it for as much as it could have been had we built it all the way through. But they weren't only um, their their vision wasn't only about you know dollars and cents. It was it was a, a lifestyle that they wanted and, and things like that. So um, it was it's fun for me to be able to sit back and say I helped you know achieve a ten year vision in two. Um, and, and that was a lot of fun and very fulfilling. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Jonathan, are you back? Can you hear us? I'm back. I'm back. Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Good. good. Excellent. Right. Excellent. Well, Bye. all right. So uh, we, you know, uh, uh, we were talking about success, a success that you had had in the last year. Yeah. So to finish up, I don't know how much you heard, but essentially coming into this organization and helping them with a planning session. And I'm like, okay, tell me what rocks did you have? And we went on and on and on. I'm like expecting like three to seven rocks. And there was like 50 rocks or something. Maybe it was 25. It was a lot. And they're like, well, we got this one done. I don't think this is done. You know, it was like 25 to 40% maybe that were actually completed. I'm like, wow. Like in one hand, there's a lot of things you did get done, but percentage completion here is not good. You know, Let, let's really simplify this. And so I was like, look, we're going to have like one to three rocks for our first quarter each. And let's just see if we can hit it. And so going through that process with them, we just finished another quarterly session and we got a hundred percent of our company rocks done. And then of our individual rocks, there was one miss. I'm like, wow, you guys just knocked it out of the park. Revenue was above budgets, which, and, and our profit margin was above budget. Um, so, you know, there's a lot that we still have to work on as an organization, but that just felt like a huge win. And everybody was like, this really made sense to like really pare down and what is the, the most important thing here and to focus on that. So tell me what, what is the difference in a situation like that between an implementer and an integrator? Yeah, that's great. So thank you for asking that. I had to remind the team um, in the session, even like, look, I'm not an implementer. So what you're getting here is an integrator that's trying to self-implement. And I've gone through several of these sessions, so I'm going to give you my best self. But if you want to take it to the next level, right, um, you can use an implementer. So essentially, I had to sit in two seats for that day and try to be in the business, but also trying to facilitate and walk through the agenda and keeping everybody on track and it worked. We got done. I uh, wish we had more time to solve issues at the end. But, you know, yeah, I, I, I can imagine an implementer in the room a couple of times probably would have been like, you guys are in the weeds. Let's go. Let's focus. Let's let's keep going. You know, it's, it's really hard to do when you're when you're trying to sit in both seats. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jason, how do you deal with that when you come into a, a group that's been self-implementing and they're really not doing a good job of it? Um, yeah. So. In either way, either hiring or bringing back, in a lot of cases, they already had an implementer. So I've done both where my assessment was that you guys, you know, we need an implement. We need somebody here to help us move forward. And I'm at capacity doing integration and, and it's not my highest best use to be an implementer. So unless there's some major objections to it, let's bring in a professional implementer. And obviously... They're skilled. They they hone their craft. They go to the meetings. They go to the conferences. They know the tools, so they're able to help us move through meetings quickly. There are cases where, for any number of reasons, um, the choice is made that as the integrator, we we still self implement, and I become the de facto implementer, which means running quarterly meetings and and trying to keep people on track with rocks and um, their other things. So. Um, I would prefer, and when for for outcomes, when we talk to visionaries, 
we always lead with your best. We're going to move with the most velocity, the most intention and get you to your vision faster. If we have an expert implementer and an expert integrator and as many other experts as we possibly can, but sometimes, you know, it's not, not something that's feasible and we make the best, we make do with what we have. Right. Right. Well, all right. So now you mentioned something about, uh, doing things that you love doing. So uh, now is, is this something that both of you really love doing? Yeah. John, you go first. Yeah, it is. It is. And you know, not every day is perfect and amazing. And you know, some mornings, you know, it's harder to get out of bed than others. But, but when I, when I start talking to people about what I do, um, it's just, it's just fun. Like I, I find myself kind of going down rabbit trolls and rabbit holes and, Sometimes my wife will kind of even point out and be like, see, you can see how passionate he is about this. Like, um, but she'll say things like, you could teach the class about this. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, I really believe in the system and it's just fun to get better and better and better at it. You know, each experience, each organization, each relationship that gets developed along the way is meaningful and has purpose. And like most recently, just getting really good at connecting people to other people, you know, Hey, we don't have to know all the things right as leaders. Uh, we don't have to have the answers and how to do everything. We just need to figure out who to connect with that's been there and gone ahead. Right. Like just putting a little plug for who, not how, you right. know, a great exactly. implementer yeah, right. um, that I know has shared that book with me and, and just, I, it's, it makes a ton of sense and it's really, really helpful. Right. Right. So Jason, this is what you love doing. Yeah. I, what I really love doing is I just, I love entrepreneurship. Ever since I was a kid, I, you know, I was like a lot of the folks in the EOS community, you know, started selling something when I was nine and had little businesses all throughout uh, school and college and, and, and along the way. Um, and, you know, so entrepreneurs, I, I have a passion for. Uh, we know here in the U.S. they're they're the lifeblood. You know that small small business is what makes it happen here. Um, they're brave and and they have a lot of courage to do what they do every day. Um, and when I learned about EOS, and it's like, wow, this is a system that somebody put in place to help all those people that are doing the best that they can every day. Um, you know, that was like, just that was my, the match that I needed. And I am absolutely passionate about and love the, the entrepreneurial spirit and and the system that's been created that makes it more likely that they can be successful and be fulfilled and get what they want out of it. Um, and for me, it's like a double purpose because I'm also kind of a visionary in a way starting my own company. So, um, I'm the entrepreneur as well. So I get to scratch two itches with what I do every day. All right. So you love doing what you're doing. And I do you only work with people that you love working with. Um, yeah. I mean, for the most part, because we get to, you know, we, we, I don't want to say we pick our clients because um, sometimes our clients come to us, but usually through the vetting process and getting to know each other, we're looking at, you know, core values, fits and things like that. So for the most part, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun to work with the people we work with. There's, you know, I can't say a hundred percent of the time, everybody on every single team all the way up and down the chart is, is, um, perfect, but for sure, you know, it's a lot of fun most of the time, most days. All right. So Jonathan, you work with people you love. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
for sure. Well, so we're walking right down this EOS life path. I mean, doing what you love with people that you love, making a great contribution, making the world a better place. Do you guys think you're doing that? I do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How are you making the world a better place? For for me, um, again, back to the entrepreneur, you know, I think let's just take a small a, a small company that has 20 employees um, and the entrepreneur there that that company is is responsible and, and has some say over how the quality of life of those 20 employees plus the families of those 20 employees. So maybe there's now 50 or 60 people that are impacted by how well this company does. Um, and if, if the visionary is happy, we talked about this before, if the visionary is happy because they're achieving their vision, that cascades down, the employees are happy. They go home, the households are happy. Now we go and extend that one more layer to all the clients that that company might service, whatever it is, whether they sell a product or a service, but they're, they're touching hundreds, maybe thousands of more people directly or indirectly, and hopefully making their lives better. Um, so if, if just me meeting a visionary or John meeting a visionary or someone else on our team meeting a visionary and having that relationship be positive and good and fulfilling can push out into maybe, you know, touching dozens or hundreds of other people in a positive way. Um, I feel really, I, I think that's a really good thing. And I think we're, we're helping make the world a better place. So you're doing what you love with people you love, making a great contribution. You're being compensated appropriately. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, and, for and, sure. And you know, you have a plan. You know exactly if you want to increase your your revenue, your personal income, your compensation, you, you have a plan, right? You know how mm-hmm. to bring more value to it. Yep. That's right? right. So you're doing what you love with people you love, making a great contribution getting compensated appropriately. Now, are you taking time off for your other passions and your family? Speaking for myself, yes. I'm actually uh, planning our summer trip right now. Um, we we actually go usually to Japan. We have family in Japan. So um, with COVID and, and some other things, it's been a little difficult lately, but uh, we're planning that trip. And, and I will be taking time off to go on that trip with my family and be present. And, and we always have a great time and I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, definitely taking the time. Jonathan, you taking yeah. time? Yeah, absolutely. I've got a vacation planned, uh, last week of April and just really enjoying, um, you know, it's, it's, it can be tempting, right. To work all the time because there's lots to do, but end up getting burned out, you know, like coming off of a week like last week where there was some travel and some quarterly meetings between one client and our own outcomes quarterly meeting. And, you know, it gets to be a lot. And then I'm looking at that phase and like, okay, what, that's, that's enough week. But then, you know, there's, there's a little bit more time in my schedule and get back to the gym and get time to, you know, make sure I'm there for family dinner and, um, you know, time on the weekends, you know, and be able to put it away. And, and that's the thing that brings energy for, for the next week and for the next task. So yes, absolutely. That's I'm I'm in in it for my family, not just for doing the work. Well, so what's exciting to me, what, what is my real passion is I I love working with my clients and, you know, 20 clients is as much as I want to handle. So when I, when I look at that, that's fun. 
But I also am excited because we know that right now uh, EOS has been implemented by implementers in you know, 15,000, 16,000 companies. We know exactly what that is. And, and we also predict that by 2030, we will have implemented EOS in 100,000 companies. Now, using the same kind of math that you were talking about, if we just assumed that the average number of employees in an EOS-implemented company is 50, that's 5 million people we have impacted, not even counting their families or the vendors or anybody else that they talk with. 5 million people living the EOS life doing what they love with people they love, making a great contribution to making the world a better place, being compensated appropriately, and having time left over for their other passions and their family. I think that's going to make a huge impact on the quality of life in this world. I totally agree. Yeah. It's awesome. Agreed. And you guys are part yeah, of it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So are you. And, yeah. and, 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 and I, think, I think the word is that that we help people understand that that part of EOS is that kind of life for the the founder, the visionary, the owner, and then the leadership team, and then finally for everybody in the organization all the way down. And 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 you know that that comes when you know sometime when you're looking at the ten year target. And it's, you know, $150 million or some nice, wonderful uh, uh, revenue figure that they've got. But then also asking questions like, and you can do this as, a, as, as a integrators, you know, asking the question of, okay, how, how, how motivating do you think this is, this big $150 million revenue figure for the rest of the company? And and that causes people to begin thinking, oh, wow, for us, it's exciting, but maybe not so exciting for the button pushers and the, and, you know, the, the, the programmers. Wow. Well, what would it be like if we said, in addition to that revenue number, by the time we get to that 10-year target, we want 100% of our people to be living the EOS life, doing what they love with people they love? making a great contribution and knowing that they're making that great contribution, getting compensated appropriately, and not only having the time, but then sharing what they're passionate about and sharing what they're doing with their families. I mean, that to me is when it gets so exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, totally agree. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. And it's, it's going to be so powerful. So, if someone wanted to talk to you, Jason, about getting a fractional integrator, I assume they'd be talking to you, not not Jonathan directly, right? Yep. Yeah. They can okay. you can email me at Jason at outcomescoo.com or go on our website, outcomescoo.com. Um, there's there's a form. You can go on LinkedIn and find me. Um, I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, so go search me out and I it, even if we don't end up engaging, I love meeting visionaries. I also love meeting integrators. So if there's integrators out there that are um, interested in joining our team and, and, and helping create the EOS life for themselves and more people, you know, feel free to reach out as well. 
And, uh, and if you do, you know, if you can also reach out to John, if you know, John, or you, you, uh, meet him at a conference or something, you know, he will happily, uh, get the message to me or, or start the conversation. So that's great because the movement that we got is, you know, that what, what I believe is where there's a will, there's a way and that we're all dedicated to making a great life possible for every employee. And that's, that's great. So been fun being with you guys, Jonathan, Jason, really, uh, I really appreciate what you're doing out there. Keep going, keep doing it. Keep finding those places and referring them to, uh, to professional and certified, uh, implementers. Uh, and we'll be certainly letting, letting, uh, letting folks know, and especially in smaller companies that there's a potential for fractional integrators when they, they want to look for them. So great. that's yeah. great. Thank you. Just been a, a just another great way of talking about how we are going to make a huge impact by 2030 on a hundred thousand companies, five million people, not even counting their families. You have been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Way with Will Christ. If anything resonated with you, you can find tools to help you and your leadership team create a great life for everyone in your company at willchrist.com. Come and join the conversation at willchrist.com.